I am eager to spill the fruits of my research, as my head is crammed, spinning, with stories on how to sustain intimacy, no matter what comes our way. During the past two years spent compiling Sex After, I have often felt like the commander of Operation Sex Central. Each day, I have been, happily, assaulted with a titillating stream of information from friends and fellow journalists on new studies, new drugs, new toys, and new discoveries in the field of human sexuality and aging. It seems that everyone in my close friend and professional circles had a stake in this project, because, as we all know, most people are deeply interested in sex— if not obsessed. These leads and my digging helped me excavate everything I ever wanted to know about the interplay of sex and intimacy, as well as stuff I never wanted to know, but was surprised, often staggered, to find out. My most astounding find? A doctor at Wake Forest Institute for Regenerative Medicine attempting to grow human penises for reattachment from the cells of soldiers with genital wounds. He has already successfully regenerated rabbit penises that, when reattached, functioned and produced babies. My interviews with 150 women of all ages caused me lots of sleepless nights as I was overstimulated by visions of great sex, bad sex, and how relationships shift throughout the female life cycle. The combination of curiosity and insomnia have driven the composition of this book, which explains in unabashed detail the answers to questions such as these. How dangerous is my 20-year-old's hooking-up culture? Why do I love my new baby and loathe my new husband? We have sex at most once a month. How often is normal for a married couple to do it? Will I ever want to sleep with anyone again after my painful divorce? What can I do about painful menopausal sex? How will I resume our sex life after breast or prostate cancer? or the amputation of a limb. What can I expect from sex when I am in my seventies and eighties? What the hell is a penis pump, anyway? If you picked up sex after, you are intrigued, as I am, by sexual behavior, our most pleasurable and most perplexing primal need. Given the book's subtitle, Women share how intimacy changes as life changes. You are also likely interested in understanding how we can fan that flame for the rest of our lives. Along with my sassy seniors, there are plenty of tips herein from younger females who are revelatory and proud of their sexcapades in an era when it is no longer solely a man's role to initiate a pickup. Perhaps the most memorable takeaways come from the mouths of audacious, bodacious babes three times their age, especially the wives who lost husbands of fifty-plus years, the only men they ever slept with, and are now as blathery as teenagers about their new boyfriends. My grandmother died at eighty-eight, outliving my grandfather by more than four decades.
She did not date, and I never saw her clothed in anything but prim silk dresses, usually paired with white gloves. Many of the widows who sat down with me were wearing neon sweats and are on Match.com. Hope sprung in all of us youngsters who have yet to turn 60, watching Meryl Streep and Tommy Lee Jones in their delicious 2012 movie Hope Springs. After 30 years of a marriage that has turned tepid and sexless, they sign up for a couple's retreat with a shrink, played realistically by Steve Carell. He gives them a set of sexercises, which gets them back into the bedroom, where they become sweaty and elated and more in love than ever. That Meryl Streep still reigns as one of Hollywood's biggest draws is emblematic of this new age when women can flex and own their sexuality long past Zvelte.